CCC. Convicted Christian community, what is going on? We are back again with another podcast. Another banger. Another banger, another banger song to go as well. Okay, just for uh, new listeners out there, CCC, what are we about? What do we do? What do we do? Convicted Christian community is what we call. Amen. And we believe that conviction as a Christian person matters and matters a lot. Can I get an amen? Amen. Got to be yeah. too charismatic, baby. We are a Christian podcast. We love talking about all things Christian. Yeah. We'd love to hear what you guys would like to talk about too. Let That's us know. Fun. Drop a comment, like, comment, subscribe. All that good stuff. We've Make sure you really, DM us. Right. Really in. good topic for today, but let's just let this fade out a little bit. Mm, mm, mm. Here we go. Uh. Uh. If anyone can guess what that song is, let us know as well. You don't know the name of the no, song? No, I know the song. You know the song. Oh, you're I just letting people guess, right? Let's see what they know. What's up? We're going to have some guests in the podcast soon. We are. Yeah. Epic news. Announcements coming soon. We haven't had anyone on the podcast. We haven't. So Not yet. It'll be interesting. I was thinking of playing We've had some the Holy like... Spirit on here and Steve. What'd you say? We've had the Holy Spirit on here uh, and Steve. We've had Jesus. On... <laughs> Jesus. Uh, that's Jesus. Right. Yeah, that's right. Jesus. We've had Jesus. Jesus always the correct answer. That's it. <laughs> he was sitting right in here. Yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> homies. Homies for life. Can't get rid of him. He's always there. We've got some guests coming on the show in a couple of weeks' time. We don't know what to expect, to be honest. Yeah. We're just, we're just <laughs> could, doing it. Could be anything. Because we're like, hey, you're kind of cool, so yeah. come along. Yeah. So, so an absolute banger is going to come through. No, we've got some good friends of ours mm. who will be coming on. And some people who've walked some really interesting uh, lives and have some really interesting testimonies. Exactly. Some people who are involved in some really cool stuff as well. Mm. So they'll be able to provide a bit of bit more expertise in some of these topics yeah. than uh, me and Kay, although we're quite well-versed, I'd like to say. Of course we are. <laughs> we're the, we're but uh, we're super excited. Trust. And uh, again, yeah, anything you'd like us to talk about, let us know. But today's topic, what are we talking about today? Today's topic, all right, I heard this sermon over Sunday. Um, yeah. I was at church, like a good Christian boy I am. <laughs> like a good like a Christian. Were you at church? <laughs> I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay, that's, well, uh, I was this yes. close to overthrowing. Yeah. Um, Heathen. <laughs> my goodness. Yeah, I heard at the church this sermon called Begin at the End. Wow. So the whole premise of that was to... Begin and, and, I, and I struggled to summarize this to you before mm. we had this, uh, before we hit the record there today. There was just too much good stuff. Uh, was that what it was? Yeah. Oh, you're too kind to me. You're too kind <laughs> to me. The, the concept is that you know how we're always like very worried about the future, yeah. right? You know, well, some of us might not be. Some of us are really good at being a some Christian. Some of us just chill, bro. Always very zen just and go with the peaceful, flow. right? Or, or just like, or that she'll be right mentality kind of mm. thing, you know? That's a very Aussie thing for those who are not from Australia. She'll be right, mate. She'll be right, mate. That kind of attitude. But let's say, let's say that's actually not a bad thing, okay? She'll mm. be right mentality. But... A lot of us do struggle based on the circumstances, right, that we're in. And we yeah. go, mm, this kind of sucks. Yeah. The pastor started off his sermon like this. He goes, do you have any, what's your favorite book in the Bible? Right. And then, you know, and then like somebody answered and whatever. And then, and then he switched the question. And was like, what's your least favorite book in the Bible? Ooh, right. That's juicy. That's juicy. What's your favorite book in the Bible? Dude. That's actually a really good question. Probably Ephesians. Oh, wow. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, I just like how concise it is. Yeah. And the things they talk about in that. So the things Paul talks about in that letter. Yeah. Super concise. I feel like it touches wow. on like real gospel stuff. Mm. Like Ephesians 2 is basically like a summary of what Christianity is. Yeah. Uh, and then the whole idea of like unity 
yeah and love that comes through in that started off with prayer yeah amazing that's probably my favorite my least favorite hmm that's a good question I want to say Song of Songs. Because it makes you horny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, Newsflash, Christians, Christians <laughs> get horny. What's up with that? <laughs> yeah, dude, actually, we should do a podcast on that. Do Christians even get horny? Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah, are we born Short with answer, that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just yes. read Song of Songs. <laughs> no, I reckon I'd say Song of Songs actually because it's probably the least, like the book in the Bible spent the least time through. But mm. a bit of a side note. Our church did a series on Song of Songs. Yeah, I was there. What? Were you there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I have never, ever, ever heard of a church doing a preaching series on Song really? of Songs. Yeah. That was the first time. Have you ever heard I, anyone In my lifetime of being in that church that yeah. you're talking about, I've gone through two series. Oh, no way. Of Song They've done it before. Yeah. So I think wow. one, one good thing about, amongst many, about our church is that they try to go through the Bible as much as yeah. they can. So like we went on camp mm. and like they covered Haggai. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So like as a as a just just for the sake I, of like I was just going to say, I don't think I've done heard a preaching series on Haggai. Mm. It's actually a pretty good um, book. I don't remember much about it, but I, I don't think know. I've had a preaching series on Malachi before as well. You some had one, you haven't had haven't. one. Okay. Some of those minor prophets. Yeah. Not as much. But yeah, well, well, well side note, like I, I church did that series on yeah. Song of Songs and I exactly. was like, Oh, you know what? There's actually some really good stuff that's in here. Yeah. That isn't just to make you horny. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's some there's some really good stuff in there that's actually really helpful. One for an idea of the relationship mm. of love. Mm. As we know, there's various different types of love and relationship. Song Songs talks about that whole idea of like like a romanticized love yeah. for like a non-Christian listeners out there. But then really talks about how that plays into how you go about a romantic love, Mm-mm. like a sexual, sensual love for mm. someone yeah. in a way that's actually quite pure yeah. and has God play an element into that. They yeah. don't ever mention God in the Song of Songs, nor do they mention Jesus in the Song of Songs. Yeah. I think it's one of the only books in the Bible, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong on that, that mm. doesn't mention those things. Yeah, right. Yet it's so profound and important and it's a book in the Bible. Oh. So it's got some value. Surely. Surely. <laughs> what about you, man? What's your what's your favorite and then least favorite? What's my favorite? My favorite book would have to be Proverbs. Cause it's so like brutal. Hey. Mm. It's so mm. just it's pretty savage. It's like goes really nice in one proverb. It's mm. like bang. Mm. Just hits you. That's right. In the next one. Yeah. And my <laughs> least favorite is that book that lists all the names and stuff. Which one? Is it Leviticus? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it numbers? Uh, I think Leviticus. Leviticus, yes. There's like a whole yeah. section of it. I'm just like... Yeah. Do you actually read through that or you just can't nah, just like, oh, shit, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of words that I can't... Do you know your name's mentioned in there though? Is it? <laughs> you wouldn't know until yeah, you read it. Yeah, wouldn't know until I read it. Wouldn't, 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 uh, wouldn't have a clue. But basically anyway, this pastor has said come back. my least favorite book was yeah. Job. And everyone's just like, oh. Yeah. Like, okay. totally get it. Because, and he said it's a book of this guy who's just suffering through life yep. and a whole bunch of people that are around him have the wrong opinions mm. about it. So right? just, do I need to pull this out now? I mean, you can if you want to. It's not to. gonna cause us like a sound issue, is it's, it? It's not, just just leave it in there, it's fine. Leave it, yep. No, just leave it in there. So it's kind of, and he paralleled that with kind of what's happening with right now, mm. coronavirus, Yeah. right? There's a lot of opinions out there. Oh, so many. Opinions. A lot of it has to be wrong, right? I think I probably had 10 opinions at work today. Oh my goodness. <laughs> 
I think I had 10 opinions it's just in just one conversation with one person sometimes. And that was just you? Yeah, that was just me. Just in my head. And <laughs> it, it's, it's kind of true. Like when you, yeah. and, and it's yeah. these external factors that make your tough circumstances tough. Mm. When there's all these opinions floating. Yeah, yes. and one of those opinions oh, could be your own. Shocked. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, like we joke about it, but mm. like you could have three or four different opinions in your head. Yeah. That you're wrestling through. Yeah. You know, second guessing and challenging every little aspect. Oh, for sure. Exactly right. And we've, I think it was a podcast called, um, uh, Can You Be Too Busy to Be a Christian? Mm. And like, I, I remember just starting the podcast asking question about what I'm doing as work and, and like project yes. like, that I'm very challenged by. Mm. Am I A, supposed to quit it because it's just mm. too busy for me? B, yeah. am I supposed to rise above the occasion, right? Mm. Or, can't remember the third one. Anyway, that's, that's for you guys to go and check out yourself. So subscribe <laughs> and go and listen to our podcast. But I, it, it's sometimes those opinions can actually be very, very noisy and very cloudy, course, right? Yeah. So, and we can also see in the book of the Bible that is Job. Job himself is actually going through a pretty tough time. He's going through a really tough time. Yeah, and, and because and he, like, he's really struggling with all these different words being told. Like there's a friend that comes around and says to him, literally point blank, he's like, you're suffering through all this because you've done something wrong. Mm. Like basically saying it's your fault. Yeah, like it's, it's experiencing yeah. all this. And yeah. it would be very, very tough to hear that, mm. let alone hear it from a friend. I'd almost imagine Joe would, would second guess and be like, is it because of the things I've done? And then like he puts up with it for a while, but at the end he puts up his own opinion, right? Mm. It's like for each of his four friends come in and has an opinion and at the end he, has, he, he unpacks it with his own thing, right? Mm. And if you think about it, the book is just filled with drama, as, as my pastor has, has put it. It's just filled with yeah. drama and he doesn't really like it. We're human beings, we don't really like drama. We like things that are just like... Wait, hold on. Did your pastor say we are human beings that don't like drama? No, 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 no. I'm saying that we're human beings. Oh, okay. We don't like drama. I was gonna say, like, we, don't, we don't like complications, right? I Some people like drama. I feel like human beings live for drama. Yeah, that's why, that's why, yeah, that's why drama TV shows. Mm -mm. But like the so people popular. who are, but people who are going through the yeah, drama themselves. You, you don't want those issues. Yeah, you want to watch someone else go through those issues. Yeah, you, you don't yeah, want to go of course, yeah. <laughs> that's so like some people, humanity in a nutshell. So for some people, Job <laughs> might be their favorite book. Exactly, they're just eating popcorn <laughs> going, just like, like, oh, where's the next drama? No. Oh, it's finished now. His friend said, what? <laughs> can't no, can't we just didn't. get the devil to uh, screw with him again? <laughs> <laughs> Gee, that was a pretty big can of worms. <laughs> he just opened up there. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we'll put a pin on that conversation. Put a pin Ooh. on that. So. But one of the passages at the end, it says that Job actually came back to his very affluent life again. Mm -hmm. You know, he yeah. had many cattle and sheep and animals mm -hmm. and like his family extended out. Remember, his family all died as well. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. His family was replenished as well, you know. Do, do you want to give people a big quick background in what goes on Job? So in Job, at oh, the beginning, Job is... Oh, do you want to take it? Oh, let's go. Bang. So basically, at the start of Job, Job's, Job's going well. He's living life. Yeah. And then he's a baller, basically. He's a baller. He's a baller. He's, baller. Yeah, he's, a baller he's like K right here. Yeah. Back in that day. Yeah. You think about with a beard and like white hair. Yeah. And just sheep all around him. Yeah. <laughs> just heaps and heaps of sheep, a lot of kids, everything going well. And then basically, to summarize, the devil, Satan, is having a conversation with God about how we're essentially challenging, I guess, Job's faith from what I from mm. what I remember. Yeah. And then God says, no, you know what? You can go and do free will, anything you want. Job's going to be okay. Mm. And so the devil basically goes, cool, okay, and screws with this guy's life. Mm. So he loses all his money. He loses all his like land and mm. sheep and all the value he had on that. Yeah. His family, family died, died, as you said. Yeah. Yeah. 
I can't even remember whether his friends die. No, my, no, no. My memory is a bit hazy there. But I remember he had some friends who basically challenge him on that. And yeah. like you said, there's ones that go like, oh, it's things that you've done that's yeah. wrong. And then his other friend has a different opinion. And then there's a point where... And Joe, his health falters as well. Yes. He has boils. And yes. He's so itchy. He's basically about to die. Yeah. Like quite literally yeah. on the edge of dying. Mm-mm. And then I, I remember Job cries out to God. Mm. And he goes, like, why is this happening to yeah, me? Yeah. And there's, like, I reckon 10 chapters on that. Or so. he, he also says, back and forth. He also says, like, why did you let me come to this earth? Yeah. If I'm, it's like he actually asks God to kill him or something. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he's crying out. He's, yeah. he's literally mm. wants to die. Mm. And then I can't remember exactly what happens from that point, but I think God intervenes. No, no, I think, I think he chooses to worship God anyway. Right. Yeah. And then that's it. Bang. Yeah, bang. And then like after that, you know, God sees his faith and then like the everything. Devil buggers yeah. off. And then devil buggers off and, and everything comes back. That's it. And and it's told that he's That was a really yeah. <laughs> really hazy recap. But it's helpful to understand like why we what we're talking about. Just the about. general picture, right? Yes. So my my the question I want to pose today, right? And we get to this point in podcasts to actually finally Dude, do this, is, is if Job knew that that was where he was gonna be, yeah, right, would he have had gone through such a tough time. Mm-hmm. So if he had known that he's going to be abundantly blessed, mm. just ride through all this, mm. would he be able to ride through it? Yeah, would he be so, able to ride through it? Interesting question. It's an interesting mm. question. It's an interesting question. We only pose interesting questions. On God, and this week, right, you yeah. and I got together and we're like the bros that we are. Yeah. Like, hey, we're going to write some goals down this uh, week. Telling our listeners that. Yeah. So Dude, we now there's accountability. We we did it, guys. We wrote down some goals for 2022. Mm, mm, we did. Yeah. It was incredibly personal. So maybe we won't yeah. mention all the details and whatnot. But we wrote it down and we showed it to each other so that yep. we can be accountable to each other. By the way, a practice that we encourage many of our listeners Absolutely. to undertake. It is worth doing. If you haven't yet, everyone talks about New Year's resolutions mm. and things they want to do. Mm. No one ever really writes them down mm. as tangible things to do Mm. i think absolute goal do this Mm. go and write down five things that you want to do in 2022 Mm. and share that with a friend write it down write it down with your hand literally like don't type it out onto your phone don't type it write it out yeah and i found it an incredibly helpful experience and it's been statistically proven that those people who actually write their goals down are more likely to achieve them really yeah Wow. Way more likely to achieve them oh, than those who don't. Well, yeah. that's good that we did. Absolutely. <laughs> did it's, that. it's a good thing we did that. So, so regardless of whether we achieve it or not, right? But, but let's go back to the statistic where it says like people who are writing their goals down are more likely to re- achieve it, right? Yes. A lot of millionaires and billionaires do this as well. So they oh, write wow. their goals down yep. so that it's, it becomes more achievable. Mm. It's that visualization and that focus of the end goal and the end picture yep. that keeps you focused mm. through the journey. Now, as you know, with every journey, there's no such thing as like a straightforward path to success. There's mm-hmm. no like straightforward path to comfort and joy or whatever. Yeah. Even eternity that Christians seek is filled with challenges and upside downs. Oh, for sure. Job just being one of the examples. Yeah. I, I just saw this quote actually by this guy called is it Charles Spurgeon, mm. who's talking about like theology is useless mm. without an understanding of suffering. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Is there? A, I need a mic to drop. That's it. <laughs> There's a pen. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just really interesting, though. Like, like suffering, suffering, like, isn't it kind of needed to to have an understanding of 
God. Exactly right. Really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I was hit by this really interesting passage in yeah. Revelations, right? Let's share it. In Revelations. Revelation. And Revelation is like, is yet again another book that, you know, we don't often sort of hit up. It's nowhere near as often as, um, as we would hit up, you know, the Gospels, for example, yeah. right? So if we look at, okay, just give me a moment to get it up, edit this Revelation part out. Revelation 21. Yeah, I'm reading from Revelation 21, 5 to 6. It says, He said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Right? And, and just before that, sorry, just before that, he says, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, write this down. Write this down. So do this. <laughs> because it's true. Like, yeah, yeah, how yeah. many people do you know write in your life don't type it. Have the conviction to tell you, write this down because it's true. Yeah. And actually mean it, like not as a joke, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I like to do, I like to play this, right? When I'm like hanging out with the bros and stuff. Yeah. And like, you got some, some, some guy, no, 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 no. It's usually talk about the girls or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some, some guy who isn't dating, by the way, usually has a very great opinion about how to date girls. Yeah, yeah. So usually that's me. <laughs> So when I say, "Hey, listen, listen, this is this is how you this is how you deal with girls or whatever," so it starts with something cheesy like that, right? This is how you deal with girls. Or this, right, this is what girls want, right? And then I always caveat it, be like, "Listen, oi, write this down, mate. This is going to help you." <laughs> but we know that's a joke. But this this part of the Bible is definitely not a joke. And he goes, mm. "Yo, write this down because it is true." I oh, sorry, I got really charismatic there. Past like charismatic preaching style no, there. No, 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 man. Froth that. Keep going. Yeah, just keep going. Uh, preach, brother. Here, bro. <laughs> preach. Preach, brother. So, so it's trustworthy and true. And he says, it is done. I am the alpha and the omega. I'm the beginning and the end, mm. is what he says. How many, how many people can say that? Yeah. And actually be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Or I, I, don't, I mean, I, I think that's, that's an enormous amount of amount of confidence that we we receive from god right so he says he basically guarantees the start and the finish alpha Mm. is the first letter of the the greek right and then the greek language and the omega is the last letter so one day we'll have the omega variant of the coronavirus hopefully wouldn't that be the day hopefully not hopefully not (laughs) but basically he guarantees the end as well Mm. if we look at a lot of these you know what's another passage i could share with you two corinthians two corinthians that's right 4, 17 and 18. 4, 17. 2 Corinthians, 4, 17. Yeah. You want to read this one? For a light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, what is unseen is eternal. Exactly right, man. So the end, the end picture for Christian is for us an eternity, sorry, for us, an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. What's them all? Mm. All the sufferings and troubles, right? Yeah. So what we're envisioning is, or and living by is this eternal glory that mm. we will receive because of our faith in Christ. Now, and that in comparison to what our, we're suffering mm. is outweighed, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's far better. Mm. Now, my heart goes out to people who are suffering right now for whatever reason, for whatever degree that you may mm. sense, right? I myself suffer. Mm. But hearing this message, the promise of that eternal glory has given me a peace that goes beyond, I'll be all right. Should be right, mate. Yeah, should be right, mate. So 
that's a pretty universal attitude that we have here in Australia, isn't mm. it? Like, she'll be right, mate. Like, yeah. And it could be like, oh, you know, I've got, you know, if you're having financial difficulties, but oh, I've got this money coming in, so I'll be all right. I've, oh, oh, that's happening then. It should be okay. Do My friend, he's got other friends, so it should, he should be okay. I'm, so a, that, I'm about to say something controversial. Tell me. I think the Christian metaphor for she'll be right mentality mm. is oh, like I've got this going on and this going on and this going on and this going on, but, yeah, I'm just praying about it. Oh, oh like, like this and this and this and this sucks, but I'm just praying about it. Now, I want to say this, like I'm not saying saying that you're praying about it is bad, mm. but how many times you hear people kind of like finish a conversation like that mm. almost to the point where you can't question what they're doing? Because yeah. they're like, oh, like, yeah, but God's, like, God's leaves us and I'm just praying about it. I'm like, it's a cop-out. It's a cop-out. I think people use it as a cop-out. Like, genuinely, do you feel that way? That, like, I am praying about it. Can you pray for me? Or in a sense, like, do you genuinely feel that? Because if you don't, don't use it as a cop-out. Mm. Like, I'm not going to think of you as less of a Christian mm. because you said you're not praying about it. And me just going like, oh, but have you prayed about it? Oh, that's your issue. Yeah. I look at people in the Old Testament, like David and stuff, and, like, when they're going through suffering... Yes, they do caveat it at the end of like an understanding of who God is, yeah. but they're suffering yeah. and they're suffering through that. Yeah. They share that really freely. Yeah. I feel like Christians, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know whether you experienced no, this No, I, well. I totally get it. And there's no, way to, there's no way to verify that they are praying yeah. about it. Yeah. And then the other thing is when people say like they felt the calling of God, but that's, a, <laughs> that's, another can, that's a whole other can of words. <laughs> Dude, I, I felt God. Uh, call me, me to order pumpkin spice latte <laughs> from Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's my calling. Are you telling me that God's not speaking? You're absolutely right. But something that goes beyond that, she'll be right. Beyond mm. that, I'm praying about it. Beyond that, copound, you know, whatever our yeah. escape is, right? Mm. But a genuine supernatural peace that will govern, right? That will govern. Our faith in Christ. Because what pulled through, I think what's more important than, than Job's, you know, blessing, that, that, yep. the earthly tangible blessing, is mm. the fact that he resorted to worship mm. during mm. those hard times. Yeah, yeah. And continued yeah. to put his faith in God, mm. right? And I wonder if God, this is a bit interesting. I wonder if God has given him all those wealth so that people can actually plug in with the message of the Bible a little bit better. I mean... And it was like a strategy thing that God did that with, right? You Dude, to make some Job someone who was wealthy. No, no, no. It's, yeah, so someone to, to reinstate Job's, you know, worthy, right. earthly gains back up, yep. just so that it would, it would be received a little bit better by the mm. humans. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Let's dismiss that for a bit. But we dismiss a lot of what we say, don't we? Uh, but basically, if we knew the end goal or the end picture, yep. I wonder if that's going to add peace mm. into what we are going through right so it's coming back to what we're what we're trying to pose with today's topic is if we understand what the end looks like mm. and where we're going mm. what's happening mm. should that give us peace in the now mm. and what happens and the suffering before? that we have now and and could yeah. that potentially keep us more focused right yeah, yeah, in yeah. pursuing whatever that needs to be pursued through, through the suffering and the and the rewards as well exactly but right obviously when you're going through the rewards you do know like yeah this is good it's yeah. like god's plan when you're going through suffering that's when it's harder yeah and that's what you're trying to highlight exactly right so when you're going through tricky times suffering times where you may not i guess see god through that mm. 
as clearly mm. with no in the end, does that help carry out through the now? Exactly. Mm. So Pastor shared with me this yeah. story. He put up pictures of his son. His son was like seven years old or something. Uh, it was a picture of him at a day out fishing, mm. right? And he said, that's a picture of my son. Let's call him Steve, right? This is a picture of my son, Steve. And it's a picture of him not catching anything, fishing for the first and last time in his life. Right? <laughs> the story of every person who goes fishing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally every person that goes fishing ever. Um, we go fishing on Saturday. We are. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to go catch some tuna. Hope we do. Some tuna, mate. Bloody hope we do. That would really seriously make my year. I mean, did you see how big that tuna was? I know. Did that makes sense. Yeah. Oh. I'm so excited. We're, we're, we'll get some photos up on I've our Instagram if we do catch any. A fish bigger than that, and the one fish I caught in my life mm. was poisonous. Oh, was I was you? six years old when we caught it. Yeah. I was so happy when I'm reeling it in, and my dad goes, No, nah, that's got to go. That's back. poisonous. Chucks it out. Yeah. <laughs> my hopes and dreams all gone. <laughs> anyway. So, obviously, obviously a very healthy boy that he showed on the photo, right? Very healthy and happy boy. Right. No, now, he, he was happy even though he hadn't caught anything. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, wow, that's, that's, a, that's, a, lot of, that's a lot of thankfulness. <laughs> and then he, he said this to me. He said, and, and with him, I'm very well pleased, right? You know, I, I'm very happy with him and I'm thankful to God for him and I'm very well pleased. Kind of like that language yeah, that like God used with Jesus and, yeah. and all that, right? He, he mm. said that about his son. And I wow. thought, okay, great. Now that wow will become even more of a wow in a minute, right? Okay, okay. When he says, but when he was born, he was born, we, him and his wife had a couple of miscarriages. Mm. And when, uh, when he was born, there was a complication. Oh, and right. he didn't breathe when he came to this world yeah. for six minutes. And to him, six minutes. that felt like absolute eternity. Oh, well, that would. Yeah. That would surely be like a long but if he, But if, if, if the pastor, right, the father of this boy had yeah. known that his son is going to one day turn seven years old and, and he's go be, fishing and not catch anything. He's going to catch a fish and he's going to be like, I like, yeah. he's nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's, and he's going to be happy and healthy yes. running around yes. yep. and believing in Jesus, singing praises at Sunday school. Yes. I wonder, he wonders if his time of that six minutes, yeah, it would have been tough, mm. but would have been a little bit better. Right, so it's a very vibrant and... That is such a philosophical question. Yeah, and it, and it just punches you in the face, right? Yeah. So, so do you mind if I ask, what, what was his kind of conclusion or answer to that? Well, that's, that's I guess what I'm trying to sort of put together here. Right, right, and, right. That is, and that is that there's no way for him to know what was going to happen in the future. Mm. But if we actually look in the Bible, mm we see what happens to the futures of the past characters that have existed, yep. right? We know, the, we, we know the story of Job. We know the story of David and Joseph. Mm. And Abraham. And, and, and you know, all the people's promises that are fulfilled. Yep. We, but we also hear of stories where people like, you know, become a martyr for the, for the faith that they have, but yep. the, the glory that they shall receive, which we put our faith in, right? Get crucified. Hey, exactly down. right. So... He said, could we then potentially, we don't know what's going to happen in our lives, but could we then put faith in God that similarly to what has happened to the characters of the Bible and the, written, the story that we read about, could we put faith in what's ultimately going to happen to us as Christians? Mm. And that is to live in eternal glory, right? And put our sufferings, right, in, in a position that is outweighed 
by the blessing that we are going to receive. Mm. And, and could that then encourage us to have a bit more peace in the circumstantial pain that mm. we're going through right now? And I was encouraged by that. Yeah, but you know, I, I'm not, I want to try and play a bit of a devil's advocate on yeah, yeah. this. Is had he known that his son would be there seven years later, mm. holding no fish, being mm. really happy, yeah. would his reaction have been different in that six minutes? Yes. It, would he have known that that would be the case? No. So God, you know, God is the only person who knows the destiny and path. Essentially, God's the sovereign plan. Mm-mm, we mm-mm. don't know it. We have free will. Mm. But again, that's the whole conversation of, of you know, that's something else. Yeah. I still would say that in those times, we will suffer. Mm. And we will have human emotions and reactions Mm-mm. to that, like grieving, sadness. Mm. Uh, this is maybe a poor example, but what if his son didn't make it and then he knew that he would have another son? Would that make that six minutes easier? I don't think so. Like if let's just say in that six minutes and his son did die, but then he knew that in, in two years' time he was going to have another son and God was going to bless him with another son, that would seven years later be holding no fish. Mm. I still think in those six minutes he would not have peace. Mm. Because he would be grieving the loss of a life Mm-mm. that he created, mm. played a part in creating. Mm-mm. God created that son. Mm. So I, I don't know whether I, I would wholly say that us knowing the future means that everything that we go through and all suffering we go through will be peaceful. But what I would say in that is the ultimate goal of what happens at the end of that is what's peaceful in that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Let me flesh that out a little bit. Us knowing that we will one day be in an eternal glory, mm. that fire outweighs a mole, mm. means that one day we're going into an eternity where there is no suffering, mm. that there is no struggle in that sense. But the biggest thing about heaven, my mom always tells me this, yeah. and I love it. Mom's the word. You've met my mom. Yeah. She's, she's the bomb. Yeah. She goes, how many times do you dwell on heaven? Wow. And I go, wow. I go, um... Maybe a few times. Yeah. And she's like, how many times do you dwell? Not in the fact that heaven's going to be like you have all these riches and, you know, no more suffering. But how many times do you dwell that you're going to be in the presence of God? Mm. And I was, I was like, what? Mm. She's like, we can't stand in the presence of God now as broken human beings. Mm. True. That is what the glory is that talking about is us standing in the presence of God, literally being able to see him. Mm. No one could even see him, man. Mm-hmm. People in the Old Testament who tried to see him went blind. Mm. Yeah. We can't because it's so pure. God is so pure, but we're going to be actually in the presence of God, mm-hmm. worshiping him, knowing him fully. Yeah. And I thought about that. And as I start doing that a bit more in my life, actually dwelling that heaven is going to be beautiful, not because there isn't just no suffering and we'll come in and have all our riches and stuff and like, Oh, yeah, but you're driving a Beamer now, but I'm going to be driving a BMW in heaven. Mm. No, no, no. It's like I'm coming into the presence of God mm. in his majesty. Mm. So that for me is when I think like that is something we need to dwell on when we think about where our end goal is. Yeah. It's not just no suffering, but presence, presence of God. Presence of God. Eternal glory. Eternal glory. Yeah. What that means in terms of the now is that like that example where like let's just say if his son didn't make it in that six minutes mm. would mean that like he would be suffering so bad mm. because that sucks and that is grieving to a lost uh, child. Mm-hmm. 
But what he would hold on to into the hope is not the fact that his son is born, mm-hmm. but that there is an eternity comes into that presence of God. Yeah. So then everything that happens on this earth, earth right now mm. is a blessing. So yeah. the fact that he has a child and his child is healthy and his child knows God or God willing, yeah. will know God in yeah. the future yeah, yeah, yeah. is all a blessing from God. And even if he knew all of the things that was going to happen. Mm. So when I think about Job's example, example, is I think the reason that Job can can hold that peace, mm. and like let's just say if he knew where his outcome was, like mm. would he still react the same? He would, and would he have peace in that? Yep. But his peace would come not in knowing that he'll be able to endure the suffering. Mm. His peace will come with knowing that he's coming into that presence of God. Yeah, because suffering still sucks. Sucks. Yeah. So yeah. I think the analogy is pointing towards the son having a happy life, mm. happy, healthy life as the ultimate glory. Yep. That's going to wash over anything that we're trying to bloody achieve. Yeah. So if it was purely tied to the fact, if God's ultimate gift to us all at the end, the, the omega part mm. was just some earthly riches, right? Then that's a she'll be right kind of piece, mm. right? Yeah. Yep. So you're, you're exactly right. Mm. So that, that mentality of not only she'll be right, it's like, oh, like um, this is peace. And I, I wonder if that would add on not to reduce the suffering per se, because it's still going to, like, if I poked you, it will still hurt just as much whether you... <laughs> no, it's going to come no, it's gonna, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's going to, uh, no, no, you're going to be in eternal glory in heaven or you yeah. just don't believe in Jesus outright. It's yep. still going to prick you and hurt yep. you the same. But it's going to give you a peace that will manage that pain mm. a little bit better, yep. right? So for those of you who are really... Simply put, for people who are going through suffering, mm-hmm. whether it's discovering that your son isn't breathing, yeah, you know, for six minutes straight mm-hmm. after birth, or yeah. or you you are kind of being teased at work or, or whatever, yeah. bullied at school, bullied at school, or just struggling in general, right, mm. or or struggling with sin, for example, even yeah, you can still embody a peace like there there could be peace that's added mm. on by reminding yourself this is where we're going to be. Yeah. Right. Same thing as like us, we have set up those goals. Yes. Maybe part of what's going to help us achieve that goal is being reminded that, hey, you know what? I'm going to visualize the fact that I can make it one day. Mm. And that way it'll keep you focused along that journey. Yep. A little bit all over the place today's topic. Yeah. But still, there are some good takeaways, I think. Yeah, for sure. Mm, we talked about a lot of mm. random stuff in this podcast today. Yeah, we today. have. <laughs> uh, but look, uh, we, we pray for everyone. Mm. We want to pray for everyone that are suffering right now. That whilst for us as human beings to understand your suffering would be supernaturally difficult mm. and, you know, unfathomably impossible. Yeah. But our hearts do go out to you and we pray that you can keep your eyes fixed on what is unseen. Mm. There's a couple of passages that we talked about today. Have a look at them. Mm. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 to 18 and Revelations chapter 21, verse 5 to 6. Mm. A good place to go in the Bible if you'd like to look a little bit more at at suffering and and what what the Bible has to say about that is Mm. in uh, 1 Peter. Mm. It's a really good, good book for that. But yeah, some of the things we've we've really highlighted about today is the idea that there is an eternity that far outweighs them all, mm. that even outweighs our understanding of that eternity, mm. which I think is such a mind craze, mm. is that even what we think heaven 
would be like, mm. eternity outweighs that. Mm-mm. Knowing that, and knowing that there is that great peace that comes in God is such a great foundation and a blessing to have. Mm. Knowing a, yeah. right now that we will always face suffering, regardless of whether you're a Christian or not. Yeah. And that's something we want to try and leave listeners with is regardless of whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, like there will be suffering and hard times in this world. And yeah. every single human can empathize that that is hard and that sucks. Mm. But we hope that as, as a Christian or like if you, if you don't know Christianity, we hope that you, you come to, to look at it yourself and, and see, who for, see Jesus for who he claims to be. Mm. Is that there's great peace in that eternity that comes and keep being reminded of that in that suffering. And even as it might get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse in your suffering. And it's so hard to even think of anything else. Come back to God. Mm. Come back to worship. Come back to worship. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. God bless you. We're praying for you. We love you. Peace. See you next time.